Hey y'all, welcome to The Hue. Hue represents true color, and we're here to tell the true stories of the inspiring folks we encounter along the way. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm here with our studio director, Emily McNeil. We're recording from the Matt Black Sound Studios. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi, Emily. Hi. So today's episode, we titled Running in Red Lipstick, and it's with my mother-in-law, Annabelle Penzon, and she sort of self-titled it. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the fact that she runs a lot, and her neighbor once said, you run in red lipstick, and she does. She like literally does everything in red lipstick. And you finally got to meet her for the first time. So what did you think? She's... <laughs> um, yeah, she was lovely. She was a force for sure. She's a force of nature. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she kind of has like, I was saying earlier, that quality that I just love in humans where she's all of the opposites coming together, you know, like running. And then she's in her red lipstick and she's incredibly down to earth. Incredibly down to earth. She's also yeah. just so glamorous. Yeah, she was fascinating, honestly. <laughs> It was a fun episode, and I think what I took away from it, and even though I feel this from her, knowing her all of these years, is that anything's possible. You know, she grew up in a small town in Panama, the country, not Panama City, Florida, but Panama, the country, and, um, you know, her, her family were in the education field, and she didn't grow up in design, but she learned how to design and how to be creative from her grandmother's garden, and then found her way to Oklahoma and then back to Panama where she opened a luxury furniture store, a Lynn Rose store, which is a French brand. And, and all of this was her own making. She, she did it all herself. Yeah, it was really impressive. And she brought us like a stack of magazines where she had been published and they were all in Spanish. So we had no idea what they were saying, but it was really cool. It was fun going through them yeah. and her telling us about them though. And I could just imagine, cause I know how down to earth she is and I could totally feel her like energy with that that she was a little bit nervous talking about it oh yeah like kind of shy almost but not at all yeah but then the pictures are so beautiful glamorous yeah such glamour but it was such a fun episode and um I knew when we talked about doing this podcast that I always wanted to interview her and I really think that our listeners will especially during this time when maybe you can reinvent yourself and do something completely different with your life when you hear someone who sort of took all the opportunities ahead of her and followed her passion and her dream and ended up in a completely same but different space, you know, same country but in a completely different environment. I don't know. There's something really inspiring about that. Yeah, I think y'all are going to like this one. Welcome to the Hue, Annabelle. Thank you. I'm so glad you agreed to come on. Oh my gosh, I'm honored to be here. I, I Really, I, I mean that. <laughs> So for everyone listening, I'm interviewing my mother-in-law, Juan's mom, and she is from Panama. And she recently, most recently, had a store in Panama, a Lynn Rose store. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and a little bit about growing up in Panama. So you grew up in Oku. Yes. Yeah, so, no, in, actually in Atalaya. Oh, my sister lives in Oku, okay. which is another a very, very close town by. So no, my, my hometown is called Atalaya, and it was uh, 500 people, maybe. So was it a carnival city too? Like no, no, like Oku. That's okay. the big party town. Yeah, and so, that's why um, Yayi likes it. She likes to party. Exactly. She, I know, <laughs> I know. She's a big party. I mean, it's like tea. they stay until six o'clock in the morning, and then they have to eat. Bre- you know, breakfast. I mean, the, the parties she goes to are all night long. I love her. I know. I was never like that. that did you go no. to the carnivals growing up? Oh yeah, uh-huh. I did. So, what do you remember about them? About them? Well, let's see. Um, well, I like the ones because it's like for Mardi Gras. It was like you go out and um, and kind of like a it's called a um, like New Orleans, kind of like that exactly. Uh-huh. Where you, but then you just kind of buckets of water. You just get buckets and buckets, and then you, off, you just make everybody wet and dance. You know, all all night. Yes, I know, dance for and all hours. Day. Yeah, and everybody's like wet soaking wet so anyway but that was really fun and so growing up you you were exposed to not really interior design from what I understand but more like flowers and gardening uh yes flowers okay. yeah I was always um I love flowers as you know I it's know. like I, I get lost in, in their colors and things like that but growing up my my grandmother kind of 
she had a beautiful garden and, and I was the only one of the grandkids that had any interest on her flowers. And uh, so I remember going like on like uh, school trips and things like that. Everybody buys like buying souvenirs and I'd just be looking to see if I could see any flowers I could bring my grandmother. Aww. So, and um, she, um, I think uh, one time she's like, um, Annabelle, she says, you can tell the woman by the look of her garden. <laughs> so since then, it was a beautiful thing. But since then, I had to have the, the best garden, you know, anywhere yes. I live. <laughs> yeah, like you had this yeah. thing to live, this motto to live by. Exactly. It was like, God, I, and I, it kind of, you think about it, you know, it is pretty true. It's you metaphorical, see? right? It, exactly. And yeah. uh, so, but of course, then I took it to heart and I was like, I want everybody to know what kind of person I am <laughs> and have the best flower. And then... Uh, because of that, then I became everybody's best friend because I had to do everybody else's flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the, so the town that you grew up in though, it's still like jungle. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was when I was growing up with 500 people and right now maybe it had like 510 people. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. And what, so what kind like, of flowers were there? Uh, they were more like, um, well, tropical, tropical flowers. The bird um, of paradise. Yes. Birds of paradise. Lots of birds of paradise. We have, um, we have orchids and and uh, lilies and um, um, just let me see periwinkles. Uh, periwinkles were uh -huh. really were really uh, really good because they they grow basically in sand and uh, crape myrtles also. Okay. As a matter of fact, she had like four different color crape myrtles. You here in Dallas, that's one of the things that bloom through oh, the summer. Oh yeah, yeah. And then what colors. was the one that I saw when I was in Panama visiting you? They grow over the trellises. They always have them like growing over the top. Oh, the one that just smells really good. Yeah. Yes, it was some kind of was it a kind of jasmine or yes. something like that? You could smell it down the like you were you know down and those the street. Were like growing everywhere. I feel right, like. right. On oh, the bougainvilleas too. Bougainvillea. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, uh -huh. bougainvilleas. Yes. Yeah, bougainvilleas are uh, they are they're probably one of my favorites, and and I miss bougainvilleas because. They don't grow in Oklahoma. So you go though you so you grow up and you have like that's sort of your first exposure to interior design. Is yes, flowers. Exa exactly. Did you decorate the, the house? Actually, you know, I was thinking back because um, when I was I think twelve years old, uh, there's there were four of us uh, siblings, and we moved to a new house. And I remember that my mom let me pick everything for the house, like the floors and the tiles and the colors. And I picked everything, you know, for the house. And I was like, I was just thought of that. I was like, really? Yeah. So I had a really, you know, I was just really interested. Did she knew that you were talented? Exactly. Because she also used to make, sew her own clothes. And I used to design her clothes in oh <laughs> hours. Did too. you draw them? Yes, I did. I, I did. And see she, that. I know. And she used to make them exactly how I drew them like that. It was uh, Anyways, I was being. She encouraged yeah. you. Uh, yes, she did. She did. Even when going to college and, and going away, because coming from a really small town and and going to the University of Florida, she really, really encouraged me to to go and and have an amazing experience. She wanted to ex you know, to experience life. Yes. And University of Florida, you studied what? I, I wish I. I yes, I started out with marketing, and then I changed into advertising because I also the advertising you can. Ex you know, it's creative and, uh -huh. and it gives you the opportunity to express, you know, how you think, what you think and how to do. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I end up kind of almost like with a double ma majoring. Were uh, you doing any design when you were at the University of Florida or any decorating or? Uh, no, no, I, I wasn't. I was, uh, no, I was. What was the article with you? There's like an article from when you were at the university. At the University of Florida. Uh -huh. Okay, so yes, I work for the a school newspaper okay. and uh, the uh, Florida Alligator, and uh, <laughs> so I know. And and I used to model for you know they use me as a model for for the newspaper, and so um, then asked me to be on the cover of the school paper for like the fall edition of the paper. So that was kind of fun. And what's so funny is like you are probably the biggest sports fan I've ever known in my life. And you, so like to meet you, I mean, you're this like petite, beautiful, you know, lipstick and heels. And uh -huh. then like you put a television with your favorite, the Thunder or the Gators or whatever in front of you and you like morph into I know. a crazy I know. fan. I know, but you know, I have, I have three boys and, and the the best feel. I, but you were a fan before the three oh, no, boys. Right. Yes, I was. Oh, oh yes. But <laughs> my biggest, like I get so 
I mean, it touches me when my boys call me and they go, Mom, the, what happened in that play? You know, <laughs> what did you see there? You know, the, and I was just so when when they call me and ask me about what's going on in the game, I'm just really excited because, you know, I don't know. It just makes me really happy. No, I was I was a big fan of Florida. And of course, now I like Oklahoma City Thunder and Oklahoma City and, and the coach that we have now that came from Florida. Of so, course. So you're very oh, proud. Yeah. yeah. Did you influence that decision? The, oh my God. <laughs> you know what? It was really crazy because I read, I know since I read everything on the Florida newspapers for about a year before he came here, I just, I really thought he was going to come to Florida because <laughs> I thought he was ready to go to the NBA. And I was like, he's going to come here. So anyway, and a year later there he is. So anyway. And so, but you, you're like such a big fan. You and Bob, you guys have really good seats. Yes, we do. And your, your seats are so good that you sit near the coach's wife. Oh yeah. Yes. I know she sits. Uh, <laughs> what happened from the first game that he was uh, coaching, um, I got to the game really early and I just brought this big old sign, you know, that one and everybody, because we had the <laughs> seats every time they show the team, I was like behind the team with my sign. So my brother in Panama saw me once, I mean, some mom, there you were with your sign. I was like, so I got to the game really early and um, so I could see, could see my sign. So this lady tapped me in the back, she says, can I take a picture of your sign? And I turn around and I go, oh, you are Christine Donovan and you are <laughs> and, and you are Billy, Billy Jr. And you're so, so, so. And I knew the whole family. And they're like stalkers. Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you know, because I knew the entire life, their lives. I knew that, you know, everything about them. But you guys have a friendship now. Oh, yeah. I know. It took me a while because at first I really was like, really like, I, you know, I could tell they probably feel like I was talking to them because I knew so much about their lives. Yes. So I had to kind of go really slowly, you know <laughs> what I mean? And and after, it took me like five years to, uh, for her to, you know, where I felt like she's my friend. Has I there know. been like through, I feel like through being a Thunder fan and uh-huh. through that, your connection with the Thunder, there's been some interior design that's happened, right? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. And as a matter of fact, I, um, uh, everybody I think knows Russell Westbrook and, um, yeah. actually, Lenny Rousset was going to do his entire family as long as we promoted for pictures and things like that. And, uh, but so, yes. Yeah, so, and, and Christine also, or, uh, my friend, Christine, she, um, also works for the interior designer in Oklahoma city. And, and, and I also bring them a lot of ideas on. Yeah. So sports and interior design go together. <laughs> well, I tell you what, sports and a lot of money goes together. <laughs> And then it all works out. Yeah. But yeah, I've, so my girlfriend, Kara, as you know, the one introduced Juan and me. Yes. I'll never forget. She was like, you have to meet Annabelle. You are going to love Annabelle. I cannot wait for you to meet Annabelle. So the first time I met you was we were, I went to your house and I was literally, my jaw dropped because it's like everything is perfect. You walk in and your home was so beautiful in Oklahoma City and Crown Heights. And Thank you. I remember the kitchen and you made blueberry pancakes. And then I remember we, but there was a game that was about to come on and you were pacing and like, I was seriously worried about you. And you said, Juan, I need you to go get me a beer so I can calm down because <laughs> the Florida are about to play and oh I'm not as big a sports fan as you. And I'm just sitting there going, can you show me around your house? Like, I want to see all this. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's just like, a, I don't know. It's like to me uh, watching a, a game like Florida plays, like watching a horror movie, you know, where you just like stress <laughs> the whole time, you know what I mean? And so anyway, no. um, my youngest son, uh, Dylan, one time uh, he goes like, mom, what's wrong with you? He was only like six or seven. I said, why? He goes, you're acting like when the Gators lose. And I was like, oh, my God, that is a problem, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) Perspective. Exactly. Anytime you're acting like the Gators are losing, you need to regroup. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. If they lose, that's when I always think about the war problems, you know, and I start thinking about everybody else in the world. Like, oh, there's more things in the world than the Gators losing, you know? I know. I know. know. So, um, So one of the stories from this house, the interior design that I love was that Juan was telling me one time for uh-huh. Christmas, you want him to hang these like balls from the tree, these light, these, these Christmas light balls, I uh-huh. guess. Uh-huh. And, and you had him like in a tree and 
you would drive down the street and drive up to make sure like from all the various angles that the balls were in the perfect spot. Yeah. Oh my God. Right? Yes. And then there was like that. And he said it was always around though, that he was helping you pick up plants and move heavy pots. And- I know. I know. I always have lots of flowers and plants in my, in my car. And I remember specifically one time that one was sitting in the back seat and I couldn't find him because he was like, I have so many plants in the car. It was like, like Tarzan in the jungle. Exactly. He was like, Juan, are you there? He said, yes, mom. And as a matter of fact, I had something really cute to say about Juan because at uh, that time he was hidden on all those plants. And we we heard, um, we heard. I think it was like a fire truck go by. And he goes, don't worry, mom. They're just getting it. A kitty cat down from a tree. And I was like. <laughs> and you were like, thank you, Juan. Thank you, Juan. <laughs> Good to know. Exactly. But it wasn't, it's not like, for anyone listening, I mean, uh-huh. it's not like you just love interior design. You'd like to make things look good. I mean, you are a very talented designer. What was thank the first you. space that you designed when you knew that you had something? That's something. Well, I started, of course, with my own homes yeah. and, and everybody's homes. And like I said, then I became everybody's best friend. Nobody could do anything in their house unless I <laughs> came by their house. Do and- you mind that? Is that no no I I no no yeah. I don't mind it I mean I just loved it and I mainly it just really I mean and this is really it just costs it gives me so much pleasure to see to please people and make sure that what you know that what I did or what I do they really really like so so that's 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 mainly so I started so you were doing that. design for people yes and I actually had a couple of people that I really learned from I had a Jen uh one of uh, well-known designers in Oklahoma City that I, I actually did uh, a doctor's office, and that's where I met her. And then I started working with her, and I okay. and I learned a lot from her. And so, and then I kind of, you know, just went on from that. And and um, that was when I was just doing something for what I call for fun. So, but then there, but sometimes it wasn't just for fun. And right, I, I mean, because there were the houses that people drove by and just knocked on the door and wanted to buy. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh-huh. I know. So, yes. And, and everything uh, inside, too. Yeah. Was yes, it hard exactly. to sell it like that? I feel like I there's some possessions that I acquired that I think are special. Like, really? Well, not for me. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, start over. No, exactly. 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 So, anyway, but then – and then I became aware it was more of a professional thing when I – uh, I went into a partnership in this furniture store in Oklahoma City, and then then I went to uh, open a store in Houston, and then eventually the store in Panama. Yeah, uh, so the store in Oklahoma City, you'd done a couple of houses, you'd sold a couple of houses, and I think the kid, like the kids, were all out of school, right? And you go into this; it's a home store, but it's not just furniture. You guys had all kinds of things. I, I, we had accessories, and so I think we carried like about it. 17 different lines. And it was at Class so. and Curve. Right. It was in Class and Curve. It was a really, really cool, yes. speaking of architecture, a really cool place. Yes, yes, yes. The store was really, really nice. And I also learned a lot from my partners, too. Uh-huh. So I had a, a, a couple that were my partners in that store and the same ones, uh, the store in Houston. And then you but, guys were exposed to Lynn Rose brand because you started carrying it, but you weren't like a Lynn Rose store. Right. No, we, we carry like, like I said, 17 lines, but, but Rose was just one that I really, I really loved. I loved the design and I liked, I mainly, I fell in love with the Rose family because it's, it's a family owned business and, and I could just call and, you know, and ask Antoine Rose and he would return my calls immediately. So it was kind of like a, a connection like that. That yeah. is that sometimes it's hard to find with with a big company or, you know, like like Linear Brazil. And uh, so and then when we uh, the store in Houston was just a um, then it was a, uh, a Ros- Linear Rosé exclusive store in Houston. And when I was opening the store in Houston, uh, Antoine Rosé asked. I, we just did a told me we just did a marketing study in Panama and we think that that is big enough and and all that to open a store in Panama and uh, so since I'm Panamanian they go well then you should go to Panama <laughs> and open the store and I said well okay so, could you believe that I like, know I, that's I didn't know that that's how that happened I, I, well yeah this exact and then um, but I haven't really like I said I went to college in Florida and then I was in Oklahoma City for many years so I had to kind of get reacquainted with with Panama and the people from Panama and, and you even uh, told me one time like your accent was off right oh like oh yeah and so some of the oh. Panamanians were like Annabelle oh I know they thought I was French I was like <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, really? I know. He goes, well, you have a French line, and aren't you French? And I was like, no, I'm from Atalaya. And they go, what? <laughs> really? I know, because it's really a small town. Yeah. And so anyway, that, that part was really fun. And then um, so. And you, so they say, well, we've done this market study, and we think that there's a really good market for yes. Lenrose and Panama City. Yes. And you're like, okay. Let's just do it. Exactly. I just, oh, okay, that's fine. And then so, and uh, I decided just to go. And then we kind of, I uh, broke up the partnership I have with here in, in Oklahoma and in Houston. Because to do it was your own too, thing. Yeah. Exactly. It was too hard to be, you know, involved with three different stores in three, two mm-hmm. different countries. But anyway, so when I went to Panama, it was just on my own. I was like, oh my God, you know, I have to do this. And I was so passionate about it that... I just kind of really gave myself, you know, 100% into it. So. How many years had passed since you'd lived in Panama? Since, uh, oh, since when I, uh-huh. oh, I was 30 years. Yeah. So I was away from Panama for a long time. So. What what was different and what was the same? Um, well, let's see. Um, the same is because people, you know, just like they never, I mean, they just, I don't know, it was my family, of course, I have family. Oh, my whole family yeah. is there too, and and friends of my family. So it's like, actually, it felt like going back to the same kind of lifestyle, the same kind of. Uh, you were able to kind of sink back in. Exactly, exactly. Even though then I have to also convince all these people to buy my furniture. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you had almost two different lives. You had <laughs> store proprietor, exactly. and then Panamanian, uh, exactly sister, and all of that. Right, right. Yeah. So. And so the store. So we were talking like a little bit earlier. Your cousin helped you find the real estate spot, but it looked like something that someone had bombed. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> it looked like somebody bombed uh, the building. I have a cousin that's a really good entrepreneur in Panama, and I. So I went to him first and said, you know, find me a space. Where do you think I should open the? And of course, Panama City just have grown so much yeah. since I lived there. Yeah. And so anyway, so there's a lot of potential and. Uh, he's like, show me your competitors. So we went around the city and he's go, that's your spot. And I go, what? <laughs> that's being bombed. And uh, so we had to go into the building through a window. Oh, I mean, geez. actually we broke into the, <laughs> the place going through the window. And so. Uh, and you got I, arrested. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. Oh, I know. I was like, so anyway, I was like, okay. I saw the inside and I thought, well. I send the pictures to the architects in, in France from Rosé, and they, and they just like, they, you really lost your mind. And I was like, no, the place has potentials. It was like, where? But it did. The, I it mean, did. It the did. The space, I mean, but that's something that's so cool about yes. you is you really do, you are a visionary. I mean, I'm not. So I'm so intrigued by people that can look at something horrible and make something beautiful. And I went to the opening. Yes. And it was beautiful thank you I mean the facade you did like this wood detail like an outdoor kind of teak or something yes yes remember yes. that there's like uh, yeah louvers that were done yes, with I yeah, love the louvers that, yeah. and all the concrete like seamlessly flowed into the building structure I don't know right and it was like you know oh, with the high ceilings and, and a mezzanine in the glass like uh, we did a glass balcony the all glass the way around balcony, yeah. so yeah it turned out it turned out really 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 pretty as a matter of fact a lot of people wanted to do events in my store because the the way you kind of you know display everything. How, what like, kind of events were there? I remember you told me this one time. Like uh, fashion. Yes, with during Fashion Week, we we did a Fashion Week in my store one year. That since we were a French company, we did a lot of events with the French Embassy uh-huh. in Panama or with like. Uh, Dior or Chanel or things like that. So it's like hopefully there were perks, was, uh, right? <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, so it was a good way to. Um, get people in the store to come into the store and, and do business with them. So one year we did, um, every year for our, our, our anniversary, we did, um, we always had a big party, of course. And so one year, since we had the high ceilings and they come down, to, well, we did a, a show like like Cirque du Soleil. And it was really, really, it turned out really, really that's nice. Really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, that's so, really awesome. Mm-hmm. I know because like the, all the, it was like all the um, people were just, you know, in the store, just having drinks and in eating orders, appetizers and stuff like that. So then we, they had no idea this was going to happen. So we kind of turned the lights off and we just quickly moved all the furniture that was in the, in the middle of the store. We moved and we were like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, all this trapeze dropped from the ceiling with the people. And it was really cool. That is so amazing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So the store, there were so many fun opportunities that came from you having the store. Right? Like, yes. It, but but you're 
but like it's a different lifestyle in Panama. Help people understand that. I mean, because I feel like here, you know, yeah, Dallas people get dressed up, but yeah. in Panama, I mean, you get dressed every day. Yes, we did. As a matter of fact, I did. It's one, uh, everyone did, though. Everyone did. And it's like when my kids came to, like Dylan came to the stay with me for a few days. He goes, Mom, why, why is everybody here so dressed up? Mm-hmm. You know, they just came dressed up to the store. and Even um, your co- clients. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Our clients, and- they all came really dressed up and and so now I have now that I'm here I have all those dresses and shoes that I don't know what I'm gonna do with them but anyway so yeah and there's a lot of events where people you know they dress dress formal so and weddings too I mean weddings birthday you know it's like very formal like huge yes. events. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It had to be events. so much fun though. Cause you had been in Oklahoma all those years and mm-hmm. Oklahoma definitely has a, a great social scene, but there's not that formality. Right. Right. So, um, it had yeah, to be kind so, of fun, right? Yeah. It really was kind of fun. It I really, some of one of the things that I love the most is just going to events and, and parties and, uh, connecting like with yeah, people. Connecting with people. You're an right. extrovert. <laughs> yeah. So first time we go see you, we've been a few times, but um, to, for the opening, you take me to Casco Viejo, the old city. Yes. What does Casco Viejo mean? Casco Viejo means the old, like a Casco means like a, a lid or, you know, a lid, like a round lid. Uh-huh. And it's called Casco Viejo. And it was built by the French uh, when they came to um, build the Panama Canal. But is it like so, an isthmus? Like, how do you describe it? I never know how to describe it. It's like a peninsula, just like the way the city goes. Yeah. It's like the peninsula. So you have um, that. It just kind of sets apart like that. Do and, you like that little area? Because I felt like you were. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. It's really, it's like, a, it was like, it's like the French quarters. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, it's fun. like the same architecture and the same things like that. As a matter of fact, growing up, when I came to visit my aunt, that's where we stay with her in that part of you know, in, in Casca Viejo. So it's like, you know, with a brick uh, street and, and, and everything. So it's, it's a nice area. So everything is being renovated and, and a lot of restaurants and bars and things like that. And then and then the new city where all the sky rises is right in front of the bay. So you cannot see the, yeah. you know, the, the city from all the sky rises. And it's really pretty at night because they have a lot of rooftop bars and restaurants in Casco Viejo that you can just see the, the entire city from there. And so yeah. you um, not only owned the store and sold the furniture, but you uh-huh. were doing interior design support as well for people. Yes, we did. Uh, even though we, we had, you know, to choose most of our things for uh, from Rosé, but yeah. we help with with fabrics and doing different things with fabrics or uh, colors. And uh, I sold, you know... Um, gardening too would just help also we just kind of wanted to help and um one thing in that when I moved to Panama that was so important to me it was like to do a hundred percent customer service that was my main thing I said we don't I don't care how we do this as far as we'll take everything back we'll you know make the customer feel like they are they have a friend here in our store and that's then we became like the, the Aria magazine that I showed yes. in the article. They said this is the best customer service in Panama, and uh, so I was really that was because customer service sometimes in countries like that is not as important. And I actually learned to be like that because here in the United States. Okay, I was going to ask you. Yeah, yes, because here customer service is yeah. everything. See, lucky for me, we had a brand that didn't you know, that was not damaged or break really that easy. But the few times that we did, we did hundred percent backed up our, our pieces and our furniture. So, but anyway, I, I, that to me is, uh, it was leaving more, that was more my legacy than actually the brand that I was carrying. So I would think so. And not just that, but like your talents and what you brought to the table. Cause that store was special and different for Panama. I think. Right. It was. The Hue is brought to you by Folio. Located in the iconic Meadows building in Dallas, Texas, Folio is a boutique rep agency which seeks to connect interior designers with creative resources. We would love to connect with you in real life. Please visit our website to set up an appointment, folioco.com, and follow us on Instagram at folioco. Would you have ever imagined, like, I don't know, sometimes I look at, I like to reflect a little bit and I 
I think life takes such interesting twists and turns. And you and I've talked about this. You've always said this to me too. You're like, Jess, I'm just looking, I just want to, I just always went to the next step and the next thing. I love that about you. You're always looking forward. Thank you. But like when you got there, you had to have a moment where you looked back a little bit. And did you ever think like as a little girl growing up in this small village that you would own a store in Panama City? Right. No, no, I wouldn't. No, that was not, no, not something that I ever thought it was going to happen. And it's like, like it was, you know, it's like, what's, you know, I'm 60 something and I'm here in Panama. <laughs> 60 know, something. Like, <laughs> she looks 40 something for the record. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and, and that part was kind of shocking to myself, you yeah. know? And, uh, so, but, um, people had yeah. to be so supportive though, that once they, you know, learned about you and that had to be exciting for the people in Panama too, for you to come home. Yes. It, it, it was. And to help them furnish their homes. That's true. And, and doing a lot of, um, lobbies for in banks and a lot of commercial spaces too that was really fun also because then you you know a lot of people that lives in the building or a lot of the bankers or things like that too like so very that was connected fun. right and we also uh, remodeled the french embassy also so that was really fun. oh that is really cool i mm-hmm. felt like when i was in panama city that it was a small town and but it was a big city like it felt huge but it just the community felt very small right. and it's, intimate yes that yeah that's really good perspective it's, it's like a big city you and then also it's just right it feels like a small town well, it's probably because I was with it's you like, too but. it's like you know everybody <laughs> because you did and so I was with you so that might have been part of it but um but yeah it was the store was really beautiful and I'm thank you one of the things I was curious about to talk about with everyone was how you executed that because I feel like doing things in Panama is difficult yes so it how, was very, how, it was you, very, the construction, you you're talking the construction. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really, really, because I had a contractor and I was living in Oklahoma City and just going traveling, you know, every month or something during the construction. And then I didn't like what he was doing. So I just basically, I, well, actually, I just moved to Panama and it's like, I have to be in charge of the construction. So that was, that was very challenging. I thought about writing a book about you know, building <laughs> something in Panama. And I thought nobody's going to buy it because everybody's going through the same things, you know? No, I think that's an interesting story because especially for people listening, I mean, our clients are doing projects all over the world. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, most most of the time they're probably in the U.S., but I think that's sage advice. Like, what is it, what did you, what was the secret? Like, how were you able to get to a finished product? Right. Oh, that was, that was difficult. I, um, when I, let's see, I had to kind of eliminate some of the people that I didn't think were efficient or working Mm -hmm. uh, with the standards we wanted to. So I had kind of like different teams. And in Panama, we have a lot of immigrants that Colombians and Venezuelans and Central American people. And and, and really, actually, they have, they bring different talents into Panama. Mm -hmm. And so the Colombians were really good with with carpentry and and some, so I had a team from Colombia that did my carpentry. But then they compete among each other, you know what I mean? And so the Panamanians were the slowest one of all, and everybody's like standing around. It's like, okay, (laughs) this place could have been painted by now, but they're sure taking their time. So it's like, but it was really, it was challenging. And and I, I learned a lot from that too. Yeah, because so. you have to be like you know in in a good relationship with the people that are working for you, but you also have to be motivating to Ex- keep the project moving forward. Exactly, exactly. So I end up with a, like a really good team at the end that stay with me through the whole process. So that was, and then of course I had materials coming from other countries too, like the louvers you were talking about from that, Ecuador, right? So, yes, and yeah. then so I, those came in so uh, to Panama. So trying to get all the materials and things like that, that I, the way I vision, the way I wanted to start to look like was, that was a challenge. Too. And then creating your team, you had to hire people right. that could work alongside you and yes. take care of the clients in the way that, yes. so how do you train? But you had experience training teams. Yes, I did. And then uh, I was fortunate that I had a friend that had a store that was closing uh, at that same time I was working to open my store. So um, I hired the installers from him because I, Actually, I, I did a few houses with this store, Banjo and Leaf, that was in Panama. So um, their their installers were were really good. So I brought them with me, and then they were trained by by Rosé, and uh, so and they stayed with me to the end, and they were fabulous. Um, uh, the Rosé family always like the most important people you have are your installers because that's the last person that the clients see. And so they also had a really good reputation about being really good. So everybody, everybody stayed with me for the entire time. Yeah. And every time we were there, everyone was just 
spoke so highly of you and loved working with you. You could tell. I mean, everyone greeted us so warmly. And it was fun to go to the store. The opening party was so cool. I remember downstairs, like there was this fantastic champagne bar and a DJ and you were just like beautiful and this dress you wore. And I remember everyone was just so elegant. I felt like I was at a Hollywood opening or something, <laughs> not a store opening. <laughs> we did have those lights, those reflectors yeah. in the front, and we had a jazz band uh-huh. welcoming people to the store and stuff. Yeah, it was. See, that's the that's the part that I I miss not having that kind of uh, being able to do those kind of events like that. So, and then we then there's also the beach house. So yes, um, you you started working with Buenaventura, yes, through the store, the, kind of helping them with furniture or. And uh, well, we did. We did several places in, mm-hmm. in Buenaventura. That's where our place is also. And then when I um, finished our place, then we did an open house. And and then we had the the magazine, the Buenaventura magazine. I was going to say, so I love that article. That yeah. all the furniture is so modern. What you said to me about that was cool. With that, like seeing all that really modern furniture in the beach house, not really how you imagine a beach house, but it felt like a beach house. Right. And right. so how. Were you able to influence the people of Panama to like come on board with this contemporary right? It, well, look. yes. Well, yes. They love, especially the colors that we had in in, in so the place. That the place. So it was, right, because everybody thinks people that I knew there, they want to have the pastel colors and all the you know ocean motifs and things like that, mm-hmm. which I refuse to have any. <laughs> it's like if I if I put a fish on my wall, then please don't everybody's bringing me a fish for the wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like no, no, we're not having any any starfish or any anything like that, any decor. So actually, people are like, wow, this looks really good. I want it to be more like a fun place that you go to. Yes. you know so. But um, you always see like I feel like one of the things I love about you. And like, I always, you know, I always think about different people that I just like love to be with. And for you with me, it's, you're always seeing the humor in everything. I I feel like, so that was one of my favorite things was going to the beach with you and you showing me around and you're like, oh my gosh. And this is so, and you always, anything that you can see humor in anything. Like, how do you, did you, were you always like that? Well, my dad was like that. Okay. I know. And I was, um. I was, you know, I was really, I was really close to my dad, you know, out of our, my siblings. But, you know, my dad was like that. He's always trying to make it a, you know, a funny story or or something that can remind him of a funny story or event or something like that. And I really, after, you know, when you mentioned that to me, I started thinking, you know, I, I got that from my dad because he was like that. So. I think, um, not to get too personal here, but I think Palmer has that quality. I've noticed <laughs> that, like, she always is finding the funny thing in everything, you know, and I'm uh-huh. like, I think she got that from you for oh, sure. Good. Well, and I'm like, you. good. I can be laughing all the time. I feel like she's always got me laughing. You guys must have so much fun together. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I loved going to, you have like this very hospitable nature. And I felt like when we went to the beach house, it was such a cultural experience. I mean, you took me to see the molas for the first time. And then, like you said, the basket weaving and uh-huh. the um, paella at... The paella, yes. What's uh, the place called? The paella? Um uh, Los oh, Camisones. Los Camisones, yes. This is like this little, uh, it's a hut up yes. on a hill. And it's like the drive The drive to the restaurant, it's like bougainvilleas on both yes. sides. It's so beautiful. And the food is just incredible, yeah. all the fish. and But I feel like visiting you is just such a cool experience. And that had to be fun for you to kind of connect back with Panama and yeah. all of the things that in, in my family, actually, because, yes. I, you know, so I remember when, when I told my brother, I said, Juan and Jessica are here. And he drove Tio three and a half hours to see Juan and Jessica to have dinner with us. And then he drove back for three and a half more hours. So Sweet anyway, Tio Tito. I know. So the family is it's like that. Yeah, it was had to be really fun. What what was your favorite thing about being back in Panama? I mean, the store was a cool amazing experience but like what did you enjoy just the day-to-day the day-to-day was actually getting ready for the store and uh every day we we had a routine and and uh so yeah just to see what projects come in and early enough to with my team to see what projects we have working on so it was kind of like the excitement of what it takes to um to work in design and and um so that was that was fun 
And you're already busy again. I mean, it was so crazy because you're barely home and there's a pandemic going on and Annabelle's like totally re-landscaping someone's house. I mean, what? I mean, I'm literally going, is she nuts? Everyone else is like reading their books and you're repainting everything. And, And so just so everyone listening knows, like you live in a very historic building in Oklahoma City that whatever, what's the tower called? The Reunion Tower or? The Founders Tower. The Founders Tower. And it's this really iconic kind of modern blue aluminum building. Yes. It was built in the 1970s, I think. So, And you, you live in, in a condo uh-huh. there and it's very modern. Yes. And you like love decorating those, but you repainted it during the <laughs> pandemic and then you go and totally redo someone's landscape. <laughs> I know. I was uh, at a phone call. So we're like, you know, we just love for you to do our landscaping. <laughs> I was like, okay. So anyway, that's and, and the houses, uh, they the the clients they like contemporary, but the house wasn't really contemporary. So I had to kind of do a mixture of contemporary landscaping, kind of yeah. build it with some some things that will warm it up a little bit more. So I designed uh, everything with metal, metal planters and and it's metal beautiful. edgings and things like that. It it turned out well. It's it turned out amazing. <laughs> Thank I'll you. say it. It's really cool because you're you. right. The it's in a traditional neighborhood. It's a traditional home, right? But it does look really fresh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really feel like you need your next chapter is going to be a some kind of floral landscaping business, like back to your true back love. Back to my true love. Yes. Yes, I would love to. I mean, I I, I actually in Panama, I had also several you were doing people some of got that. right. People were just like, so why don't you just do landscaping here? So I don't have the time, but I you know because I'm always just attracted to. Withdrawn with flowers and, and plants. And, and in Panama, it's nice because everything grows all year round. So that was easy. I know. And the grounds where our places were just absolutely beautiful. Remember when we went and stole Birds of oh, Paradise that's, together? That's right. I met machetes. <laughs> I know. I was so scared. We'll go at midnight when everybody's <laughs> asleep and start cutting all the flowers from the, the beach house. Yes. <laughs> I have pictures of us sneaking up the stairs with uh, a machete in one hand and, and Birds of Paradise and, in the other. And the palm tree. Remember, they, the, we couldn't even fit the palm the palm leaves and the, and the elevator. No, it <laughs> was so much fun. I'll never forget that night. That was like I the know, best ever. Like, I it, know. It's everybody come to the park. God, you have beautiful flowers. And you're a magician. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, how you do that. I was like looking at all these flowers on the kitchen counter and you're right. Everyone walked in and flipped out because you know how to place them. Like the bird of paradise, like angles out of the vase in the most perfect way. That has, Like, so how do you know composition if you're not a trained and, architect, but you know composition. I, yes. Well, I, 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 it comes easy to me. I, I think uh-huh. it just like, uh, because within. my love since, I don't know, I just, I just put my heart into it and I just kind of, you know, just play with colors and, and, um, so you have uh, dual citizenship, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I, I do. You're a Panamanian and American. American. Yeah. And you feel like you're both at this point of your life, like. Well, actually, going back to Panama, I kind of you know, because I, I was I thought I was American. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So, anyways, going back to Panama, and then I felt like I reconnected just with the country, but my culture, and uh, you know, and so I kind of now feel feel like I belong to both places. That's wonderful, and like mm-hmm. I do feel like there is this light within you that's like illuminated since you got since you've had this Panamanian experience. Like, I oh. feel like I do see it. Oh, really? Well, well, yeah. I think so. You. I think it was a really amazing chapter. And oh, well, it was, the, it was, I felt like I accomplished some, it was, it was a, a big challenge and I felt like I accomplished that. Um, and uh, so anyway, it was a really special thing. Yeah. So, um, something kind of fun. Um, we do like a little rapid fire thing at the end of like our interviews where we just ask fun questions. Like okay. first thing that comes to your mind, you don't have to overthink it or anything. Okay. Um, so maybe we ask you like, so someone could look up who you love, who's your favorite designer? And it could be fashion or interiors. Do you have a favorite? Uh, let's see. I have so many people that I, that I feel like I, um, I'm trying to think of some, somebody that comes right off. Um, Gosh, my mind just you feel I feel like also you've always been very influenced a little bit by fashion too yes you're like such a fashionista uh well yes I uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and yeah um 
And then who was, did you have an architect that helped with the building? I was trying to think. Uh, yes, I had an architect that helped okay. with my building. And uh, so, as a matter of fact, um, now you said about fashion, because I was talking babysitting Palmer, and she's like, oh, no, <laughs> can you hand me my Chanel book? And I was like, what? I was like, oh, my God, everybody's going to blame me for this. <laughs> so, anyway, no, I was just being uh, fashion, and it just being I attracted to everything that I feel like is, is beautiful. No, I know. Just, no, no, yeah. Yeah, and it's like almost though you aren't ever modeling anything after anything. I do feel like all the designs that you do are very, indiv- like very you. Yes, I kind of, right, exactly. That's why I couldn't come up with somebody specifically because I kind of think that feels I have to. At first, you know, when I started doing this professionally, I thought, you know, because like on my own homes, it, it would took me, it would take me a long time to come up with, you know, of the ideas on how to make my home look the best. And I thought, I can't do that because I can think that fast. You know uh, what I mean? You yeah. have to, you have deadlines and things like that. But uh, but then I think after I started doing it, like, especially in Panama, we, we, we have we have several projects going on at the same time. It just kind of comes naturally, I, I think, when, when, you know, you're working with the things that you really, what you love, then it just kind of, it kind of came together. Plus I had a really good team also. You, um, I, something I've mentioned, I've thought about that I wanted to mention, I think it's super fun because I hope it happens. I'm going to put it on the air so uh-huh. that it'll like, maybe it'll bring it to life. Uh-huh. Was something you've always said, you used to run a lot. You know, uh-huh. like oh, you yes. don't, you don't run as much anymore, but you used to run like seven miles a day or something. I used to run a lot. And yeah. you, but then the other thing is like, so a couple of your signatures, you're always running, you're always in shape, playing tennis, um, uh-huh. but you're, and you're a big Gators fan, but you're uh-huh. always wearing red lipstick. Yeah, exactly. Like and, uh, all, even when you're running, <laughs> right? Yes. I always, be, because I have, uh, you know, I always have, I have a lot of what I think is funny episodes. And I think it's because I try to make fun of, you know, make fun of a lot of different uh, experiences and things like that. So I always thought I needed to. Make light to, of them. Uh-huh. I was thinking I was going to write it. I could do a, a a book or something about all the funny experiences that I had. And so I was running one time and uh, the mailman in our neighborhood, he says, like, I have never seen anybody <laughs> running with red lipstick so I said well okay. you haven't met me <laughs> okay and so anyway so I thought about using that for the title if I ever you know came up with ideas on uh running with red lipstick that well was I love the idea that. I've told my sister about it and she's like oh I hope this happens because you do have so many your stories like they're like little allegories. They're almost anecdotal. And so I, I feel that way. Like you, sometimes I'll be talking about something and you go, oh, that reminds me of this time. And the stories are always on point with like what we're talking about. Uh-huh. And I think that this, that this needs to happen. Oh, okay. The running in red lipstick book. Okay. Maybe we should call the podcast running in red lipstick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one, this episode. This, yeah, yeah, this one here. Okay. Um, so cooking, I always end with like your, your best dish. Cause I always say folio cooks. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, oh. I know your best dish, but will you share? Oh, yes. You're talking about my rice and beans. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like everybody knows me for my rice and beans. Uh-huh. So, so anyway, yeah, that's my favorite thing to, I think, to to make. But you do something really special that I want to mention because uh-huh. I I think we'll try to share the recipe. You make concolon. Oh, will you yes. explain what concolon is? Oh, uh, yes. Concolon is like the actually like... Uh, the bottom or the, how do you explain it? Okay, it's like when you make rice. The crust. The crust, that's exactly. Um, yes, I I make the rice a little bit different because I saute the rice, the raw rice first with oil. And then you add the water and then you just let it simmer for a long time. The longer you let it simmer, then it creates this crust, you know, on, and, on the bottom that is just crunchy. It's like a crunchy rice. And that is my kid's favorite you know, uh, to, will you make some rice with con cologne? They That's love like, it. One, like he so, will search for that con cologne oh, yeah, and dig good. for it. Uh huh. So, yeah. So any like, anec- speaking of anecdote and anecdotal stories and like fun stories, is there any like story that sticks out that you would share that's special or like something inspiring or anything that comes to mind that I was trying to think like, you have so many good stories, but like any little fun ones you want to you're talking about like a, a funny story, like um, yeah, like uh, something funny that, like in a funny experience yeah, that I have had. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's see. I know Juan has a favorite one that I think is that that I yeah. Um, he was. I was working at the mall, and uh, 
So it was uh, during the Iran and Iraq wars. I had a store and I had to use um, a timer so my employees would keep only the 45 minutes that they had. So I stopped at this Walmart and bought like 12 timers for every station that I had. And so the, the girl that worked at the Walmart reported me that you know, that I bought timers. Oh, no. So I worked, I know, so I had, was working in the, the CIA store. called you. Yeah, the FBI came by. Oh, no. So I, yes, exactly. They came to the store and it goes, is that, is there somebody here from Iran or Iraq working in your store? I was like, dark hair. And I was looking around and go, oh, wait, are you talking about me? <laughs> So he goes, yeah. And uh, anyway, so they thought I was going to bomb. I was just going to bomb the whole mall. Oh, jeez. I know. So, and they were, I was just trying to laugh about it. And it's like the FBI is like, this is not funny. They're like the sweetest lady in and, the world. And uh, you're trying to tell the FBI a joke. Exactly. The jewelry store across the hall from me at the mall. They, they said the dogs were around your store all, all day long. And I was like, really? You're like, I'm so. I know. Exactly. Such so. a troublemaker. I know. I know. It's, it's like, I know. It's like when they were leaving, I go, see, if you see some wires for sale, <laughs> let me know where it is. Because it's not funny, lady. Yeah, so they're just trying to play along. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've never even heard that one. There must be so many that I've even heard before. So. Oh, you never heard this story? Uh-uh. Well, that's your husband's favorite for me. Okay. Well. And that's going in my book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Running in red lipstick. Running Let's just go ahead and plug that because I feel like it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It was like, who who, you know, can something like that happens to, you know what I mean? That the FBI comes over and think you're going to blow them all. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my God. This has been so much fun. Has it? Yeah, it has. She, she probably has to edit everything out of it. <laughs> no, it was perfect. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you for coming. It was so much fun. You're welcome. Um, I did. I just thought of something I forgot to ask. I feel like you are such an optimistic and inspiring person. So I was just wondering if, like, anyone is maybe wanting to move back to their home country or do something like very, you know, like a bit, take a big step like you did. Any advice or any words of wisdom? Well, I I, I think I just got that from my parents and, and how they, my mom, my parents be- believed in me. And uh, so like going away to college and things like that, and it's like, you can do it. And I, 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 I just never actually been afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had so many ups and downs and, and things like that, that I feel like, you know, it, things are going to work out. I'm going to do everything I can and, and it'll be okay. So I, I think getting that from my parents and I, in kind of, you know, just going through so many phases in my life that I felt like no matter what, you can always, you know, being optimistic, optimistic exactly. and believing in yourself. Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah, I mean, it sounds really cliche, but it's, it's true. I always, I never been afraid of my next my next challenge. So, and I think that's a really beautiful thing to leave us with today, like with the pandemic going on and everything's in flux and there's so much uncertainty in the world that I think just leaving with that, it's like, that's so difficult to do. Remain positive and believe in yourself, but that's it. Thank you. Thanks, Annabelle. Thank you. Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's keep the conversation going. If you have a story you would like for us to illuminate, please email hello at folioco.com. That's hello at p-h-o-l-i-o-c-o dot com. And be sure to subscribe to hear future episodes.